With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving. We're doing a dry run today. In case you're wondering, the Traegers are fired up today. No way. Yes, we have spatchcock smoked turkey, yeah. mashed potatoes, yeah. green bean casserole, yeah. stuffing, mac and cheese. Uh, we have cranberry sauce, German spatzel. 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 But we also had the BRGs. They brought in some dishes. Uh, Weeks brought in the, our cameraman brought in the green bean casserole. Dylan bringing the stuffing. Mario brought in mac and cheese. Uh, Picture Day Ray gave us German Spatzel and uh, cranberry sauce, I think, was just in here. I think that's uh, everything we have because we thought, oh, blueberry pie as Ah. well to hit Todd in the face with. And a pecan pie as well. Yeah, we're not kidding around today. I wanted to try Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving. So, who has it better than we do? Nobody. All righty. And nobody has it better than you, the audience, Dan's Deals. You got an opportunity, if you were on the newsletter last night, to take advantage of this. These are really great brands that we picked out, danpatrick.com. You can go there now. The deals are 50 60% off. Great gifts for the holiday season. You can do your holiday shopping in one stop at uh, danpatrick.com. This first hour brought to you by Discover, Discover Card. You have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitation supply. Our good buddy Ross Tucker will get us ready for tonight's Thursday night Mm. special, Bengals Ravens. This one's too big. Mm. This one's like a Sunday night game Mm. or a 425 Sunday game. We get it on Thursday night. I hope Al Michaels is going to be excited tonight. <laughs> this is great. you got to plan your day around this one. So we'll talk to Ross Tucker and then Paul Feinbaum. He has some things to say about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. He will join us coming up a little bit later on as well. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. And we'll have, uh, well, audience participation. If you'd like to call, Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app and our radio affiliates 
around the country. Uh, in no particular order, Draymond Green suspended for five games. That was what my uh, prediction was. It'd be five, probably reduced to three. But he did have intent. He did have intent, I think, to harm Rudy Gobert by putting him in a chokehold. Uh, 76ers dropped the 70, uh, Celtics dropped the 76ers. Deshaun Watson talks. His season is over. We'll talk about that. Josh Allen talks about the Bills' struggles as they move on from their offensive coordinator. Tonight, B.C. and Pitt to go along with the Bengals and the Ravens. Seton, what kind of poll question are we going to start the first hour with? Uh, we got a couple of them here from Pauly. Uh, be honest, what's your priority this time of year, football or family? <laughs> Think about it for a second. Football is really a big deal for people like us, people of our ilk who just love ilk. football Saturdays, football Sundays. Okay. And the balance of football and family is, it, it's real. Like last night, I was going to settle in for some Mac football. My wife goes, Wednesday's football? I thought it was Monday and Thursday. I'm like, well, that's NFL. She goes, oh, so it's a big game? I'm like, well, I don't know if it's a big game. And yeah, but there was football Tuesday night, yeah. Mac football. I want to watch that too. Yeah. And then Saturday, there's there's some stuff going on on Saturday that it's a juggle. Well, you give her Friday night. Oh, I do. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah, your partner. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you get Friday. It's awkward. Yeah, it is really awkward. <laughs> not for her, it's not. It <laughs> <laughs> might be. Well, okay. Just got a little warm in here. That's that's what she said. Uh, what do you have? Uh, what else do you have? See, there is. It is funny though that when you try to like. Uh, I know that when my wife and I first got together, she was just like, we're not eating dinner in front of the TV. I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, we could go dining room every night. I'm totally good with that. Uh, and then, you know, there are some nights now, you know, all these years later that she's like, so are we eating in the dining room or is there a big game tonight? <laughs> like, oh, Thursday. It's like, oh, is this a good one, though? Right. Okay. All right. Well, get the trades out. I can't imagine having an Italian wife who would allow eating in front of the TV. It just, we're going to be in the dining room. It's ta it takes a little of her soul every, yeah, every time imagine. we do. She's like, ah, yeah, okay. My wife stopped asking. Like, if, if I'm just downstairs having a cigar, watching, and she'll go, uh, do I care about this game? I go, no. She goes, okay. And it's rare when she is going to care about a game. But she'll say, tell me why I should care about the game. Uh, what's wrong with that football field, like Eastern Michigan's football field? She goes, what's wrong with that? And I go, I don't know, but it bothers me so much that I can't watch Eastern Michigan football because of their football field. And they're a good team. They got good colors, but that football field, it just, like, it, it doesn't feel like they finished it. Yes, yeah, that My wife likes sports. She likes watching football. She likes watching soccer. She, but they're just give her the reason why. Like, why is this a good one? And oh, okay. But if it's Eastern Michigan, she'll be like, "You're just messing with me. Why are you lying to me? Like, you're just trying to pick a fight with me. This is not important." Yeah, Miami of Ohio, they're trying to win their uh, division here, play for the MAC championship. But yeah, see, we got to watch this one because James Madison's undefeated right now, and they're trying to get the rules changed because they're new, and then that's why they're like, so James Madison versus Bucknell. You're trying to tell me that this is an important game? Yeah. Yes, Paul. I have noticed that that's the move. There's a main TV area of the house, and my wife now runs that when she's watching the shows. Sure. And I go to a secondary area, which is good. But like you said, you go to the basement, I go to the basement, and you every once in a while there's a commercial break or a TV timeout. You're like, you run up, how's things going up here? And then you run back down 90 seconds yeah. later. A lot of times I'll run out and get firewood, make sure it's comfortable upstairs, then I'll go downstairs. 
<laughs> yes, Todd. What about during dinner where you can kind of peek and see part of the TV, like over a chair or a sofa? We don't use the formal dining room, but off the kitchen, there's a place you can sit where you can still kind of see part of the TV and still have dinner with the family. Well, that, that wouldn't fly. That doesn't count. No, you can't see anything from the dining room. There's there's no TV. Even if it was on, you probably wouldn't hear it. Yes, Eden. The, the uh, two TV locations for us doesn't fly. That's a non-starter. Okay, who has a TV? She's in like, the- then why are we even doing this? Who has a TV in the bedroom? I do. Everybody? I do. No. It's barely See, used. Doesn't? No. Barely used. Bedroom's not for... Uh, Especially not on Friday night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unless it's a little fucking special. <laughs> yeah. TV in the bedroom? Nah. Uh, no go. That's a no go. No go. Nope. 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 All righty. Uh, any other poll question? Yes, Marvin. Oh, by the way, Marvin did his interview yesterday. The uh, investigative series documentary, The Last Dance. It was like Mike Wallace and Anwar Sadat. He was in there for three hours. Oh, man. Getting pictures. He had his big Connecticut Huskies uh, sweatshirt on. It was oddly tense for some reason. It, you were. I w- yeah, I was. What was wrong? You, I was tightening up you something were, awful. <laughs> you really were. <laughs> Why? Just because like it's actually happening, and I was like, what? And I. It wasn't like... It was friendly fire. They yes, wanted to yes, celebrate you. Yes. And for some odd reason, I was like, gosh, you're going to talk about that time I got arrested for failure to appear? Oh. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, really, the story is, what did you get arrested for that then you failed to appear? Mm. Oh, no, that was... That's a, that's a double Oh, story. yeah. It was just a fight I got into, and then they were like, okay. a failure to appear. Did you say anything that now, in retrospect, you regret? No. Mm-mm. Okay. That's fine. No. It was... I had a pretty, like uneventful in a good way time at UConn so okay yes Todd I didn't understand why they're asking about foreign policy and interest rates and stuff like that that wasn't part of the deal I didn't get what they were they were going with that and now Marvin wants to change his name he would like to be known as Prince Marvin instead of Marvin Prince Mm -hmm. and I said okay I mean if you want to be known as Prince Prince Marvin we can do that I thought it was a little bold on your part the first Prince of Dan's heir Get it? Like Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. Dan's Air, the first Prince mm-hmm. of Dan's Air. Okay. Just wrote that right off the top of my wow. head. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that's fine. Okay. That, so I'm going to bloop myself on that one. That was fire. I don't know. That sounded, <laughs> that was, that sounded scripted. That was fire. Uh, that sound, yes, Marv. Yes, Prince. I am taking issue with the marquee right now. It's supposed to say Prince Marvin on there, and all I see is today on the show, Ross Tucker and Paul Feinbaum. The artist what? otherwise known as Marvin Prince. Yeah. yeah. What's that about? Yeah. Okay. We'll see what we can do. But it was really hard getting my head through the door this morning. <laughs> I thought you'd come in with sunglasses on, maybe you know, a driver, a limo, something. Now it's a big deal. I'm coming in dressed like Willie Mays Hayes tomorrow. Oh yeah, you're on fire. You'll be dressed like Joe Burrow, and have an outfit, or James Harden. Uh, yes, Paul. I was the last person to talk to the writer before he left, and so I I had a nice little anecdote story to tell about Marvin that I thought put him in a nice light. It's funny and it uh, pumps him up. I started telling the story. He goes, yeah, one of the guys already told me that story. I'm like, they did? I'm like, yeah, they told me that story. I'm like, oh. You might not make the magazine may not, article. I may editing room floor. Yeah, you might not. Uh, Paul Papps echoed those same sentiments. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. Although I felt bad for the writer because he knocked out his interview with me, and then he walked over to the other side. And then I thought, if he stops by Fritzy's desk, he's going to be there a while. And well, with I, the new technology, there's no cassettes that can run out of tape, and they got to flip it over to the other side. You can just go on endlessly. How long did you go? 
I, my answers were probably longer than he needed or expected it to be. How long did you go? I think we only spoke for about 10 minutes or so, but I think he only asked like two questions. Is that too long? 10 minutes? <laughs> it was, it wasn't the 10 minutes that Todd spoke. It was the five minutes that I got that Todd was speaking through the plexiglass. He's like, you know, that's what, uh, you know, just to piggyback on what Seton said, I, I remember that actually being very cool. I did do that. So Seton was being interviewed, but Fritzy couldn't shut up. And then you have but to. It wasn't, it wasn't in a malicious way. I wasn't trying to step on his time with the interview. It was just that I was no, just you, emphasizing something he said that I happened to hear. It wasn't malicious, but you were stepping on what Seton was I, saying. It was not intended. It was supposed to be to echo, like he said, what he said. Like, I second that. Which he, no one asked me to do that. But It's not a board meeting. It doesn't need to be seconded. He didn't need your help. It's true, because we were in Dublin. I was there. I remember yeah. when we all went to Dublin together, and I, Will Farrell was there. It was really great. I thought I, I was doing something nice, but looking back, it's like I could have just sat quietly until it was my turn to be spoken to. Yes, Marvin. And then C and said to the uh, writer, you see why I have all these scars right here? Just because yeah. it's not enough. That plexiglass to separate and you. And he nodded in understanding about that. All right. Another poll question, Seton, today? Speaking of which, Portland Timbers, they just came through with a scarf. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're OG. They've, they've been good to us for a long yes, time. Yes, they have. Shout out they to gave uh, Fritzy a jersey when we were out yeah. there in Portland. Right. I love it. Jewsberry. 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 I got two different versions of that. I got like one that's a few years old, and I got one like from And I had to years. tell Todd, I said, the guy's not Jewish, just so you know. I was very bummed to hear that. <laughs> he looks out, and he goes, oh, look at that jersey. It says Jewsberry. <laughs> How could he not be Jewish? His name is Jewsberry. I don't understand. I'm going to wear it anyway. I wonder if Jack Jewsberry has any idea that he is an absolute legend within these walls. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but what other poll question do you have, Seton? Uh, well, here's another one from Paul. We might as well keep rolling with them. Uh, which is worse, mm. fall weddings or kids' birthday parties in the fall? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess that this also has something to do with football and prioritizing that over family. Okay. Yes, Paul. It absolutely does. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you get invited to those fall weddings, and it's like on a Saturday around 2 is the wedding, and then the reception's at 5, and you're looking at the football schedule, and you're like, well, all right, Maybe I can catch an hour of the early games. Yeah. Then I'm done, and maybe I can catch the Pac-12 games late night. I mean, your day is shot. Mm. But just as bad as a two-year-old's birthday party in, like, November, and you have to go in the middle of the day and mm. maybe possibly miss the Yale-Harvard game this weekend. Oh. or oh. Just hypothetical. Okay. <laughs> hypothetical topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a Friendsgiving this weekend. You guys heard about that? What is that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm getting invited to a Friendsgiving. Oh, you're getting invited? Yeah. Friends, uh, but, but there could be TVs on there. I don't know what it is, but I said, ah. It's just Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving, yeah. and instead of with family, it's with friends. So is that what we are doing today? We're having Friendsgiving. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. So I have to go to one of these, I think, on Saturday, a Friendsgiving. And I said, what, do you, I don't even know what I'm doing. And my wife goes, no, you just bring a covered dish, and then, you know, if you want to bring something to drink, and I said, how much can I bring to drink? Yeah, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That, yeah, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. My, my wife goes, Like, uh, she's worried that I don't have anything going on in my life. And I go, hon, I, I don't need anything in my life. Hun, have you ever imagined that was by design? <laughs> That's a goal. Yeah, That's I, a goal. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I want to do the things I have to do, and then I want to sit and do whatever I want to do. Yes, Marvin. For you guys... When your wife knows that you really don't want to go somewhere, mm. does she just say, just don't go? Well, you'll get this. Well, we're not going with that attitude. <laughs> Super. 
And I go, well, this attitude ain't changing. Yeah, Paul. Or they say, uh, we're going to go to Kim and Todd's house. They got a TV. Do they have four TVs yeah. on one wall? Because <laughs> if it's so, let me know. Uh, we're in the holiday spirit. And I don't want to see Christmas lights either until next Friday. What? At the er- No. I saw Christmas lights two weeks ago. And I said, no, no, we can't. We can't do this. Can't. And it's not bah humbug, but let me, like, I, it felt like Thanksgiving was getting cheated and so was Halloween. Thanksgiving definitely Oh, gets always, yes. Yeah. yeah. Just felt like Christmas is big footing and going, ah, <laughs> I got this one. It does bum me out when I go into, like, uh, the day before Halloween and I'm like, oh, I need some more spider webs. And you go into uh, the local <laughs> store that you would get that and all of the Halloween stuff is gone because the Christmas stuff replaced it. It's like, can't we just... Can't the body be cold? Yeah, I know. Yes, Marvin. Also, in July, we saw Halloween decorations at, like, Michael's and, you know, Joanne Fabrics. Appropriate. Yes. And I was like, wait. Marvin, never admit you've been into you, Joanne you Fabrics. Can't do, yeah. What? Why? No, no. You, no Why? No, you just no. admit on national TV. No, no. No, no. Don't do it. Who do I need to impress? You know what? That article in uh, Yukon Husky Magazine may be pulled after that. Because Knitting Club magazine's coming yeah. up next. Oh. Right? Yeah. Are you doing macrame at, at home? Do you do that at home? Knitting Weekly just yeah. called. Macrame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me take a break. I'm doing a little who's got it better than us nobody <laughs> no, thing with a nobody. little house and a tree Ooh, on it. Oh, I like that. that yeah. Mean spirit. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Ross Tucker will join us coming up First next. segment. Yeah. Oh, a little Boom. macrame. Boom. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, You may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. Settle on a poll question. Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports, NFL, and college football analyst former offensive lineman, and you can uh, hear him on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Let's see. He had, he's uh, had the Broncos-Bills game on Westwood One on Monday night. He's got Coastal Carolina and Army this Saturday, and uh, he'll be at Iowa Nebraska for uh, CBS on Black Friday. The peripatetic Ross Tucker joining us on the program. All right, let me go back to the Buffalo Broncos game. What did you see with Buffalo's offense, that would get Ken Dorsey fired. Well, it's interesting in that game in particular, Dan, because I saw a bunch of drops by the Bills receivers. I mean, think about the first interception by Josh Allen. The Bills are moving the ball. They're in scoring range. It went right through Gabe Davis's hands. That's not Ken Dorsey's fault. Now, I will say this. Dan, I, I don't, I don't know that Dorsey was doing a great job. You talk to people schematically. I think Dorsey's probably just okay. The thing that's always laughable to me about that is it's not his fault that Dalton Kincaid had the drop or Latavius Murray had the drop or even that Sean McDermott, third and long, the Broncos are already out of field goal range. He calls an all out blitz cover zero. To put his guy, Taron Johnson, in that position for the pass interference. And I'm pretty sure also, Dan, that Ken Dorsey wasn't the 12th guy on the field on, on the missed field goal. So what I really strongly dislike about pro football is if they win that game, he doesn't get fired. So think about that. If they win that game, he doesn't get fired, but they lost. So McDermott, quote unquote, has to do something. So he makes Dorsey the scapegoat makes Dorsey the sacrificial lamb. Just not a fan of that. Never have been. Sometimes they'll just like randomly fire a couple position coaches just so that they appease the fans or the media and show that they're doing something. Are the Bills fixable? Uh, I don't think so this year. No, I, I don't know that having a new play caller in Brady who – didn't really do a great job in Carolina is going to is going to solve that. You know what else too? I was just thinking about this, Dan. I think this is one of the issues on some level when you have a defensive head coach. 
And it's a shame because I, I'm not a, I'm not anti-defensive head coaches, but if you have a defensive-minded head coach and your team has success, that probably means you're scoring points and the offense is doing well. Well, then that guy's going to get hired away. That, that guy's going to go like Dable to the Giants, and then you have to get a new play caller, a new guy, and, and just sometimes that transition does not go as smoothly, and it hasn't for Buffalo. And I don't know if a new coordinator can change Josh Allen's style because it just feels like this is who he is. He's going to take chances. He, he tries to improvise. He wants a splash play. And I don't know if you could say, hey, like if Bill Belichick was coaching the Bills, could he say to Josh Allen, you're going to throw the ball 15 times max tonight? How do you think that would go over? I don't think it would go over very well at all. And I don't think that the, the Bills would move the ball very effectively, although they did run it pretty well yeah. Monday night. I totally agree, Dan. To me, Josh Allen, like we're at the we're like at the and I want to be careful how I say this. I'm not saying Josh Allen's a much better player than Carson Wentz. Much better. But you know, I do a lot of Philadelphia media stuff. And he was so good in 2017. He could have been the MVP if he didn't get hurt. And then 2018 and 2019. He would just have these games where he'd have these silly turnovers and these wild decisions. You're like, what's he doing? But then he went to, you know, Indy and the same thing happened. He went to Washington, same thing happened. Like at some point you just acknowledge Carson Wentz is going to make stupid mistakes. That's just part of who he is. Totally agree with you, Dan. Josh Allen is going to turn the football over at times. Now he's still worth it. He's still a top five quarterback. He's still a fantastic player. But I think we have to get to the point he's got the most turnovers over the last six years since he's been a starter. He has the most turnovers the last two years. Like, at some point, this is just who he is. Could they maybe get another coordinator in there that will help him dial that back a little bit? Probably, but he's been playing a lot of football now for a long time, and he's just aggressive, and he's just going to make some mistakes that that you don't want to see him make. Thursday night football, the Bengals getting three and a half against the Ravens. What's the one thing that you're looking for tonight? Probably all of the injuries and the impact on the game. I don't think it's being talked about enough, but Ronnie Stanley's not going to play at left tackle for the Ravens tonight. Marlon Humphrey's doubtful, so I doubt he plays. So the Ravens don't have their left tackle and their best corner. We know T. Higgins won't play for the Bengals. It sounds like Hendrickson's going to try to play, but that has a big impact on the game. I mean, no Marlon Humphrey against those receivers for the Bengals is tough for the Ravens. And then you don't have Ronnie Stanley, but the Bengals do have Trey Hendrickson. The other thing about it is, you know, it's an important game for both teams, but if the Bengals lose this game, they're in a bad spot, Dan. I mean, they lose this game. What do they drop to? Five and five at that point, and they're on the outside looking in for the playoffs. The losses by both these teams on Sunday, and especially the way in which they lost, that actually makes tonight's game bigger and and more important than if they had both won last week. We're talking to Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS Sports analyst with college football and the NFL. You know, I'm just trying to figure out who's the MVP now. I know we'd like to do this. Uh, we get ahead of ourselves like first month of the season, MVP candidates, and then you know guys tend to fall off and then reappear. Who is the midseason MVP in your opinion at any position? At any well, so 
the MVP we know usually goes to a quarterback, and I would imagine that it still will. But let, let's not do that. Let's not let's give it to the person you think is the most valuable, not it goes to the quarterback. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Because I do think that AJ Brown and, and Tyreek Hill should be mentioned. I actually though think if if we're really talking about the most valuable player in the league to this point, I think it's CJ Stroud. I mean, the Texans were terrible the last couple of years. Now they're five and four. They host the Cardinals. If they win that game and they're favored, they'll be six and four and in the playoff race. Yeah. I know we always look at the top of the standings, right? To me, Dan, CJ Stroud is almost like the Jaden Daniels of the NFL right now, right? Like Jane Daniels, the LSU kid, he's been the best player this year. You know, he deserves to win the Heisman. He's been the best player in college football, but he's not undefeated like Penix Jr. or J.J. McCarthy, and I get that. But Jane Daniels should win the Heisman. Right now, C.J. Stroud's been the most valuable player. The Texans were terrible. He has totally changed the entire perception of that franchise single-handedly. And they had injuries on the O-line. They had a bunch of games where they didn't have either tackle. Their receivers, we thought, were pedestrian. He's making Noah Brown and these guys, Tank Dell, look like stars. There has not been a more valuable player in the National Football League this year than C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. He probably won't win it, but he's the most valuable player so far in my mind. One of the Broncos' receiver, uh, Cortland Sutton, I think, said uh, that – we owe Russell Wilson an apology. Uh, does the media owe Russell Wilson an apology? No. He was awful last year. I mean, unless you're going to say that that was all entirely because of Nathaniel Hackett and that it wasn't Russell Wilson's fault, but he was still the guy pulling the trigger. He was still the guy playing. And I don't think he's playing great this year. I mean, look, he's way better than he was last year. He's not a top-five quarterback, probably still not even a top-ten quarterback. Last year, he was a bottom-five player at that position. He's played much better. Um, I don't think we owe him an apology. I think we probably owe Sean Payton a lot of credit. I mean, Sean Payton, this is why he's getting $18 million a year. They, they literally are paying Payton that much because they wanted to see it. They, I think the Broncos thought if anyone can maximize whatever's still left in Russell Wilson – it's Sean Payton. And you know what, Dan? He's doing it. I mean, they're not crazy numbers, but he's got, you know, four times more touchdowns than he does interceptions. He's taking care of the football. They're winning games now. I think Payton deserves a lot of credit more so than giving Russell Wilson an apology. Just call it like it is. He's playing better than last year, and he deserves credit for that. Are the Browns cursed? Yeah, I think they are. It's not just Deshaun Watson, Dan. I mean, they, they lost both offensive tackles, Conklin and Wills. They lose Nick Chubb earlier. We know this is like a make or break year for their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, and their GM, Andrew Barry. You're going to lose both tackles, your star running back. And after your best win in probably three years since the playoff win against the Steelers, your best win in two or three years where your, your franchise quarterback is perfect in the second half. You come from behind against the division-leading Ravens. Then we find out Wednesday, out of the blue, he has to have shoulder surgery. He's done for the year. Why can't the Browns have nice things? Their fans are unbelievable. 
They have like the most loyal fans. They have done almost nothing since the Browns came back in 99 for those people to still be as diehard and as loyal as they are. They've had like two halfway decent years that whole time, and the fans are finally fired up, finally excited. I mean, that must have been one of the all-time punches in the gut. 9 a.m. yesterday morning, Browns fans are feeling as good as they felt in years, and then boom, it's like when you get punched in the stomach and you're not ready, almost like a, a, a pie in the face and you're not ready for it. If you had to bet on Bill Belichick's future, where would you bet? I would bet that he is the head coach for either the Washington Commanders or the Carolina Panthers next year. I think there's a decent chance that is not a patient owner in Carolina. Frank Reich, Dan, when you watch him talk, he kind of looks like a guy that knows he might be (laughs) one and done. He really does. And I think as bad as it's been for New England this year, I think Tepper and Harris – their hedge fund backgrounds enable them to not let one bad year affect what someone's done in a larger sample size, a larger body of work. Those guys have both had a bad year in their hedge funds every once in a while, right? And I think that they believe that Belichick gives them instant credibility. He would hopefully set the record for wins while he's coaching them. I think he coaches one of those two franchises next year. Great to talk to you. Safe travels. Always. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Ross Tucker, our good buddy. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast can be found on social media at Ross Tucker Tucker NFL. Westwood One CBS Sports NFL College Football Analyst. Always great to talk to him. A couple of phone calls in here. Chris in North Carolina. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you doing, Dan? Good, Chris. Hey, um, I'm 5'8". 160, but fit and unremarkable. <laughs> I'd like to uh, say, hi, Todd. I really appreciate what you bring to the show. And, uh, Dan, I am not looking forward to your retirement. I'm counting down the days kind of like a man looking at his prostate exam. He, he knows it's got to happen, but he's not looking forward to it. Right. <laughs> uh, I'd like to talk briefly about that Bill Belichick situation. And I know y'all talked about it a little yesterday, but I think the Bills is a great place for him. The, uh, the networks would have a field day with this. America would gobble it up. He has to face his team twice a year. Uh, and he's kind of needing a little bit of redemption after what happened with Tom Brady. I think his legacy has taken a big hit. Uh, I think uh, America kind of looks at it now like Tom Brady was the star. And I believe that he's going into a team with Buffalo that's ready. And it, it, maybe it needs a little more organization, a little more structure. And I think that, you know, Bill Belichick is famous for that. Yeah, but I don't know what he's going to do to the development of Josh Allen. Yeah. Bill let Tom Brady be Tom Brady. Is Bill going to let Josh Allen just be Josh Allen? Because that's the same. Brett Favre never changed. Now, he became you know a Hall of Famer, went to two Super Bowls. He won one. I, I don't think Josh Allen is going to two Super Bowls, but he does have that kind of ability, that approach that Brett Favre had. But I, like, I don't know what drives Bill Belichick. I don't know if the all-time win total matters to him. Um, is he going to get that in Carolina? Is he sold on Bryce Young as his quarterback? I mean, I don't rule out that owner in Carolina making a quick decision on Frank Reich and moving on. Washington, I could see that. Uh, 
But right now, it's just speculation on what Bill wants and how long he wants to coach for, and does he have his quarterback? I think that's really important. Mark in San Antonio. Hey, Mark, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Hey, Mark. Uh, happy uh, Friendsgiving Day. That's yeah. today here. Yeah. Hey, huge fan of the uh, Man Cave. Has a discussion yesterday. And a bigger fan of the desk. Okay. And I noticed um, a change on there that hadn't happened in several years, which mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the Bill Ripken card. Well, <clears throat> Billy... The Billy Ripken card is underneath the Chester Markle card. Chester Markle cost me a lot of money, and uh, I bet on that game, the Packers against the Bears. Chester Markle, all he has to do is kick a field goal, and uh, the field goal got blocked. He picked it up, ran it in for a touchdown, and uh, I lost my bet. So one of our listeners sent me in a Chester Markle Packers trading card. There is the uh, Billy Ripken card that he signed. And, of course, that had the famous uh, um, expression, colorful words on the uh, knob of the bat there. And he signed it, DP, yes, I am. And that goes along with what was on the bottom of the uh, baseball bat. So Billy Ripken uh, signed that for me. It's one of your favorite expressions, as a matter of fact. Yes, yes. I think I call Fritzy (laughs) that uh, daily. Hourly. That's yes. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I sing it to Fritzy sometimes. You do sing it. Yes, I do. You got you a something faced boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dog faced boy. Dog faced boy. Dog faced boy. That's for the holidays. Yes, yes. All right. So uh, yes, that I did change up and uh, somebody sent in Chester Markle, but I can always put Billy Ripkin back front front center. All right, let me take a break. Play of the day up next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Check this out. Guarded by McDaniels. Gets a screen from Gordon. And works his way over to the right side. Still on the drive. Goes to the rim. Got the roll. Got knocked down. Is still down underneath the basket. But count the basket and the foul for Book, who gets helped up by KD and will head to the line. Devin Booker scores 31 after missing five games with a calf injury. That's courtesy of the Suns Radio Network. That's your play of the day. Play of the Day is brought to you by the great folks at Traeger. We got the Traegers fired up today for our Friendsgiving. The all-new Flat Rock Flat Top Grill is that's a game changer. Go to Traeger.com, up to 20% off select grills, up to 15% off accessories for military members, first responders. Traeger brings people together for unforgettable memories and meals. Last night, uh, Dame Lillard scored 37. They didn't have Giannis in the game. And uh, Malik Beasley added 30 as they uh, beat the Raptors. LeBron James, his 108th career triple-double. Lakers lost. They got blown out by the Kings. And uh, in the last 40 years, there have been six triple-doubles by players who were 38 or older. Three of the six were by LeBron James. I wouldn't have gotten the other three. Three players... Over the age of 38, have had triple doubles. This is in the last 40 years. Marvin, I'm going to go to you. You have a tendency to pull out one of these names or two. Jason Kidd? No. No, I don't think Jason Kidd had one when he was 38. They are... They're all forwards. There are three forwards in here. One player, kind of a forward and a center. Yes, Marvin? Carl Malone? Carl Malone at age 40. Look at you. Paulie? Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan at 38. The other one you're not going to get. Elvin Hayes. Those are the uh, three players over the age of 38 who had a triple-double. Talk about compilers. Thank you, Tom. Here we go, Darius. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. I don't know what is a large enough sample size where you go, that's who that team is. 12 games so far. Do we know who the Lakers are? Anthony Davis came back, played a little bit, didn't play well. You know, the Kings are a good team. Uh, and it feels like, you know, building off last year. Uh, the Timberwolves are a, a good team. I don't know if they're, these teams can be great, but they're good. It feels like there's a couple of teams that have the potential to be great. Like Dallas. I don't know if the Dallas Mavericks, I think they're 9-3. and three. Okay. What's the sample size where you go, that's who they're going to be this year? I usually wait until after Christmas. 
then I go, okay, now now I got to, because then you're looking at rotations. You're looking at, is there somebody that you just signed? Is there a rookie? Is there a free agent? Is somebody making a difference on that team? And then you get a better sense. With the Lakers, I don't think we're going to know because of Anthony Davis. It, it's hard to have everybody get their roles defined when you don't know if Anthony Davis is going to play or if he does play for how long or how effective is he. And then you got to factor in LeBron. LeBron playing maybe more minutes than you want him to, than you need him to. And then you're trying to get some of these other players that you brought in and try to figure out what exactly do we have. Yes, Mark. And on the other hand, like the Celtics, they're 9-2. They are who we thought they would be. Yeah. Like a really, really good team. We're really not sure about them when it gets to deep in the playoffs, but they got busy without Porzingis and Jalen Brown. Yeah, that's and then you beat Philadelphia. And that's what's a big mystery here. I, I love Tyrese Maxey. Thought he was going to be an all-star last year. Uh, he'll be an all-star, I think, this year. But you're supposed to win that game against the Celtics. Porzingis, I, I mean, I don't know if he... Is one of those guys that's not going to stay healthy. He's had those issues before. Yeah, Marv. Those are dangerous games because they might take it lightly. And Derek White's like, Psh, I'm oh, going to yeah. get 20 shots? <laughs> no. you, you promise? You get these guys who wouldn't normally get to play or play a lot. Now they have the green light, and they're going to go out there and ball out. Whereas some of these other guys who normally play and start, they'd be like, oh, it's just another regular season game. We're, we're 12 games in. These guys who get a chance are like, hey, this is my NBA Finals. Yeah, Marv. And these guys are probably playing for like another contract somewhere else. Like, look, <laughs> hey, you guys saw what I did when I got 20 shots, right? Yeah. Sign me somewhere else. Travis in Iowa. Hi, Travis. What's on your mind today? Hey, morning, fellas. 62265. Hey, I, I, you know, I just had an idea here with the success of the tailgate moonshine. Have we ever thought of doing some uh, tailgate Dan Patrick cigars, like a Man Cave Maduro? Um, something else we can enjoy. I know you like to partake in a cigar in the evenings. Yeah. Uh, we haven't thought about that. We can. I mean, I want to make sure that the merch we give you is great stuff and it's thought out. Like the moonshine, that should be in liquor stores around the country. I mean, that it's great tasting, and it's something different than other people are doing, and that's why we wanted to do it. The shirts that we make, uh, we sold out of the flannel shirts, the Dan's deals, those are all, you know, gifts that we thought would be great for this audience. Uh, you can go to danpatrick.com for that. But cigars, probably not. I like the idea. I still try to come up with things for Crappensburg State. Got the baseball T-shirt in here. The double deuce bar and grill on campus at Crappensburg State. <laughs> Hour two on the way. More of your phone calls. Fritzy. Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.